we're, you know how we do, but we're switching it up a little bit tonight. Um, with each of us so passionate about all the things, um, we wanted to kind of allow ourselves space to each discuss uh, a current event that was poignant or resonated with us. So uh, Jess, do you want to dive in first? Sure. Um, yeah, I think yours is pretty good. Good. I mean, good is <laughs> yeah, subjective, but um, yeah. <laughs> on the importance of language, exactly, rhetoric, right? Um, on Sunday morning in Colorado, Aurora, um, there was an SUV pulled over that had a family of black women in the vehicle, cousins, sisters, aunts, etc. And they were just Sunday morning drive to go get their nails done. And apparently the police got a call as it relates to a stolen vehicle um, with a plate number. They proceeded to pull said SUV over and they handcuffed the woman and her chil children ages i think six to 17 years old handcuffed laying on their stomach in the middle of a parking lot there of course is video and all you hear is sobbing and screaming for that's screaming and you know the elder um girl asked for the littlest one to at least be laid down near her and they didn't do that and of course it's all white cops um and what's most disturbing is one handcuffing children you know on top of treating black women like this um for a non-violent issue and the registered plate was actually to a motorcycle <laughs> not a fucking suv and i think we can all agree that those things look nothing alike and while the numbers were apparently the same, the state was different. So you tell me how that was so easily overlooked. Not to mention the Aurora police are the ones responsible for Elijah McClain's So two like substantial, yeah. totally irresponsible, racist, violent, I mean, thank God there were no deaths associated with this, but the trauma is like palpable in the video. And so it's just like, I don't understand how one after Elijah was on, when that situation was uncovered, these folks, you know, continue to just live about their normal lives, which was nearly one year ago at this point, um, wow. are still running around doing the same shit. And, and so it's just like, one, it was incredibly aggravating. And so it's like, of course, I get into this rabbit hole and try to learn as much as I can and, you know, see the ways in which we can respond and hold uh, the Aurora Police Department accountable. Um, but then also I thought, you know, this ties right back to last week's conversation. Right like, back. In, in what world is this okay? In what world should these precincts be getting funding when we now have two major public national news incidents in in under a calendar year like that's disgusting disgusting and those aurora police i think they were caught texting making jokes about about elijah mcclain yeah. oh, right? those yes. officers yes. like yes. they are known to be super corrupt like that particular yes. department uh that's really disgusting truly it's really disgusting it's a heartbreaking story yeah. What really bothered me about it too, and our friend uh, Shannon pointed it out, they try to like console them at the end, like, literally. You don't get to do that. Yeah. I've had a cop do that while, when I got pulled over, like, uh, try to crack jokes. Like, bro, you're about to give me a $150, $75 fine. I'm not trying to joke with you here. Like, mm -hmm. it, it by no means is that a good comparison, but like, stop. Like, what are you like doing after after the like children are in terror right and they're screaming and crying and you know they're on the phone they're calling things in people are begging to call like call my mother call my sister you know right and then the cops are, come over and like oh do you want to sit up 
on that hot ass on ground. that hot pavement you got a six-year-old face down handcuffed like those screens all, and what and like the sands like medical wards when does a six-year-old need to be restrained with handcuffs like mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. yeah so there was clearly mm. no de-escalation there um but I mean, this is just one, this is just another day for black folks in America interfacing with police officers. But um, Lord, yeah, that's, that was a hard one to. Everybody walked away though, right? Yes, no injuries. No, no physical injuries. We'll take it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> Ari, what you got? That's awful. So, all right. So I wanted to do a, a kind of a lighthearted one. Um, <laughs> you guys, you, you, you folks were with the heavy, the heavy lifting today. So I wanted to talk about Donald Trump Ooh. and his ban on TikTok. <laughs> because I'm just, I can't even understand how this is relevant right now. But okay, so apparently, um, China owns TikTok, okay? Mm. Um, and Donald Trump wants to ban, he and all of the Republican senators <laughs> want to ban TikTok unless um, an American company acquires it. Um, one of the main senators pushing for this ban, or at least um, an American company acquiring um, TikTok, is Tom Cotton. Ugh. And Tom... <laughs> And Tom Cotton, okay, is a, I believe in Arkansas. He's a, a senator from Arkansas. Um, Seems fitting. <laughs> right. Well, so the reason why I'm bringing this up is because he recently um, came forward to advocate against defunding the 1619 Project um, mm -hmm. by the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Right, so that is a project where they are kind of rewriting or actually just really telling the truth, um, history to kind of center slavery and how it was and how America was. It's built. another good Twitter account to follow. Yes, it is. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> no. um, just throwing that out there. And Cotton also has um, his reasoning for wanting to define the 1619 project is. Um, slavery was a necessary evil. Um, that's a direct quote, you know? Mm, this is a mm, senator, mm, people. A necessary evil to build the country. Um, mm, mm. Which is kind of the point of the 1619 Project anyway. So, essentially, they believe the same thing. It's still like <laughs> that same underlying belief. Um, but um, I... The reason why I'm saying all this is because I'm trying to set the, the, the mind frame for some of the people backing, backing Trump on this ban. Um, mm. But ultimately, it comes down to them wanting to do this right because they think that the, um, the, communi the China, Chinese Communist Party um, will influence our election. <laughs> I, I can't, y'all. I just, what? Okay. But all right. So they're afraid of that. And then um, I believe that this is largely a crybaby wham wham because the millennials inflated the Tulsa Oklahoma ticket sales right for that rally and he was all I sold it out I sold it out and then he was made to look foolish right and we all know he's a baby <laughs> it's just like one of those stories that it's like everyone plays their part and this is where the fuck we are <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean it's just like one of those like oh and then you know yeah you can follow it so um it's quite interesting to watch unfold it's still going on they're saying they have microsoft or yeah microsoft has 45 days to negotiate a deal so i'm interested to see how this pans out i'm interested to see um what other stupid things tom cotton's gonna say um <laughs> i love that that's his name of course it's his name <laughs> It's on brand, like it's on brand. I I think it was I think it was Trevor Noah when I was watching him. He said um, it's kind of biased if he's like if he's like you know against slavery, right? It's not fair. It's all in the name. <laughs> like there could not be a more appropriate. Like oh dear God. Lord, I know, no. I know. But it's just one of those like I can't believe we're here. But it's 
one of the lighter hearted things that we can kind of laugh about. So I wanted to share yes. it. I thought it was interesting, all those little tidbits. So that's wow. what I wanted to share. But this is, <laughs> I appreciated that. This is that's real life. Hi, Matt. What you got Hot for us? Listen, I'm, I, I'd love to hear y'all's take on this because I'm feeling some type of way. Okay. <laughs> um, homeboy from the NBA, what's his name? And he's good looking too. So, you know, I'm trying not to. Well, you know, you can't have the whole triangle, right? Like... And that's the problem. <laughs> that's why I'm single. Oh, Is man. he? Well, we won't get into that. <laughs> You picked it. <laughs> as long as it's not at Olive Garden, um, it's at, it's got to be at Panera, right? Um, okay, so dude's name is Myers Leonard, and basically what he says is like he's got military in his family. So, and he's perfectly aware of what's going on in the country. So I stand, is what he's saying. He's black. I think right? I, this and he's black. That's important. That's important. Um, I think I can be a beacon of light, not only for my voice or platform in action, but in everything I'm doing. I certainly support Black Lives Matter. I am very aware of what's going on, but I can be both. My patriotism runs so um for me i go to james baldwin's quote that i'm probably gonna put on have y'all been seeing how sneaky i'm being on uh facebook yeah we'll, we'll get into that at some point too but um i'm going to post uh james baldwin's quote where i and it i'm paraphrasing but it's like i love america and so i have the right to critique what happens in this country and um, I feel as though if you are so patriotic and you understand that kneeling, if you're going from the first meeting of what this dude named Colin Kaepernick, who should have a friggin' job right now, mm -hmm. um, did it, he went to the military people. People like skip completely over that. Skip completely over it to that's disrespectful. And then so he went respectfully that's what he was told to do and he has done he did that and he is no longer employed because of for, for that and for hate and all the other reasons right and so i just i'm really struggling because i i want to be open-minded and like understand um and appreciate where he's coming from but the whole purpose of kneeling is because we have an issue, <laughs> a huge issue. It's not about you, bro. Like, and you're like, I don't know. What? What's your? I'd love to hear what you all have to say about that. And we're already at until nine, but I think um, I think he was most likely pressured by someone right to not to not mm. um if not he's <laughs> got some internalized racism um but when people sort of throw the patriotism argument which patriotism is not uh white nationalism right like patriotism is a love and support of one's country Mm -hmm. a certain sect of one's country right so if we claim to be the land of the free i don't know why you would be anti-kneeling there are plenty of vets who have shared that kneeling they find it appropriate they've fought for folks rights to kneel like i just um it feels a little ignorant, but I think it's the same people that are like, I'm not racist, but they won't say Black Lives Matter because they <laughs> politicized Black Lives Matter. And they're like, well, you know, we don't want to offend other people. Like, we need to see all sides. There ain't two sides to racism. <laughs> like, it's right or it's wrong. But I think that um, 
when you try to coddle and play some political game, like that's when you get really weird shit like this. Yeah. And then I'm just like, you know, I think about everything way too much. Like my friend just got engaged this weekend. He, you know, kneeled to ask for her hand. People who love Jesus and people who are religious, you kneel to pray. Yeah, that isn't inherently negative. If anything, it's the opposite. Well, and, you know, you had mentioned earlier, both of you, that uh, Colin Kaepernick went and spoke to vets and, and, you know, had intimate conversations with them um, about, you know, how to, how to protest. And in fact, yeah. if you all remember, he was sitting at first. And it wasn't until after he spoke to those vets that he started kneeling because they said that was a sign of reverence. That's what they do when a fallen soldier goes to Arlington, right? So, and like you said, people kneel before God, people kneel whenever they're asking for someone. It's a, it's a sign of reverence, it's a sign of honor, it's a sign of respect, okay? Um, so that, first off that. Um, but I think in this case, uh, like Dr. just said, it's a lot of ignorance, right? He's trying to play both sides of the fe- of the fence. He's trying, like to, he's trying to sit on the fence and teeter-totter because here's the thing, here's why you don't like it. Because that is the difference between I'm not a racist and I am, and I'm anti-racist. That's Preach. the difference. So, and and I and I think that's um, performative allyship, even. Yeah, mm. it's colorblindness you know? in action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's absolutely. Because he's black. That is problematic. That is, and there's a lot Dude, of Mary Cruz are probably. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, God. and there's a lot of people, and it's it's. I hate to do this but it's just these black men like i just yeah. oh. <laughs> it's just like there's there's some disconnect there that they don't that i won't say that they don't but that some are are removed from big cracks it's just it's frightening to see it is. It's truly scary. it is yeah truly it is but um, yeah that yeah. he's he's taking he's trying to take the easy way out he's trying to be politically correct in every form and mm-hmm. that shit's whack we're not doing that it's 2020 we're living in a pandemic speak your mind <laughs> <laughs> like come on hey, that. all right i actually think that was that was cool that us doing three parts on that um but in in moving into this conversation about um representation you know um even even recently, right? Like uh, my best friend started watching uh, Insecure, and one of the first descriptions I gave was just beautiful black people everywhere, um, well lit mm-hmm. in, in the show. Right, that lighting is beautiful. Oh my gosh, I can't I, I can't get enough of it. Um, and so, you know, I am thirty one. You know, appreciating. Yeah, there you, there were other shows when I was younger, but like this is relevant to me. There's only like one TV show on, you know, that feels like it it represents me. So the media, you know, and film and shows, it's like so important to to have that representation. Um, but and I want to bring up something else at some point in our conversation. I think it or, organically come up, but what was your take on this piece, uh, Dr. Jess? I really enjoyed um, the share that you gave us uh, as our yeah. reading for the week. So um, what do you want to dive in here first? Um, I think, well, I think the piece was was great. And she came locked and loaded with stats, which we know are like Ooh. my favorite thing. <laughs> but um, I think... I think the layers in which I am most interested in were how women of color, specifically black women are portrayed in media, right? And their ability to sort of be represented and how we perpetuate the sort of like erotic trope of black women and the over-sexualization of women of color. 
and how these women are least likely to be like parental figures, right? They're, you know, they're sultry, they're, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. So the treatment of women was interesting to me, but then also breaking it down and thinking about the psychological impact of youth, marginalized youth not seeing themselves represented. Absolutely. Um, and like, that she called it, I think, mentally and physically damaging, which I think mm -hmm. is a really powerful statement. Um, and how, whether we like it or not, the media is shaping our identities and we consume yeah. media. I mean, they make tablets and phones for little kids, like literally <laughs> just sucking in screen time from birth. And so, yeah. um, you know, I'm not anti-tech, I'm not any of that, but I, I think that when you think about who's raising and informing your kids' notions of self and other, right. like, that's when the game changes, right? So I think that it's, it's more powerful beyond, um, like, not that the tropes and the perpetuation of stereotypes aren't important um, to talk about, but I think that these long-term effects, right? Because then these children become adults and then that identity, you know, impacts every single thing about how they move in the world. And so, um, you know, folks say what you want to about like Black Panther and, you know, but like that shit matters on every level. And I every think this did a really <laughs> nice job of breaking that down. Yeah. Uh, Issa Rae was doing on the red carpet and she was talking about how she pitched it to uh, some, you know, some studio and they didn't want her to be like a part of the writing. Oh, interesting. Uh, and, and she was like, absolutely. Like they didn't want in, they didn't want her to act in it. And it's like, absolutely not. Like, <laughs> what are you wonder, doing? Yeah. You know, exactly. And I just, after reading this, I was like, I wonder who was in that space and what they look like and what they, because I don't need Steven Spielberg trying to speak to my experience. I need Issa Rae <laughs> trying to speak. You know what I'm saying? Ari, what was your take on this? Um, I loved it. You know, representation yeah. is something that um, is very in significant in my life um, because I did not have it growing up. Um, you know, I often talk about my intersections as a fat Black woman. I was a fat Black little girl. So <laughs> there wasn't anybody that looked like me. I didn't have anybody, um, not until like when I was in middle school when Raven came out. Um, that was mm. the only person that I had. And understandably, I kind of conformed to her like sense of humor. And like, you know, I would even portray that those things, you know, because um, wow. that's just that's just who I had to look to, you know? and um, kind of what, what Dr. Jess was saying earlier about Black women in the media. This was actually one of the first, it was like my first speech. I did this topic, like my first speech in like oral calm, <laughs> communication 101. That's like awesome. Back in the day. Um, but, it's, but it's always been something that's affected me. I'm bringing that up to say, yeah. this is something that I have always thought about. Um, and I remember learning, you know, there's three main characters. I've, okay, hold on. Um, Sapphire, who is like um, angry, the angry black woman all the time. There's the Jezebel who's sexy and the Mammy who's like the caretaker, right? Those are three like, like mainly those three characters that black women are seen wow. and, and portrayed as. And so, you know, growing up and not seeing anything else outside of that or um, as Dr. Jess pointed out, right? Those little girls grow up and then, so, the backside of it, right, is that those stereotypes do exist. Every day when mm -hmm. I go to work, every day whenever I interact or engage with people, I'm fighting those stereotypes, even if they're not being put upon me in that moment. Like, that is the, what did she call it? Physical and mental harm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, that's mm -hmm. it. I have to get prepared when I leave my house. And this is something that I've spoke about, like that I've, I've said before, wow. I have to prepare myself to go into work every day because I work with all white people. Yeah. So this, this is a manifestation of that. 
me getting ready for someone to say, oh, your hair looks kind of wild today, which happened today, you know, because it wasn't straightened before. Um, you know, and these, so these are not examples that I'm just pulling out of this. These are things that happen daily, you know, because mm -hmm. I'm fighting these stereotypes that are put upon me whenever I don't even reflect them in any way. And I know yeah. I don't in my everyday life and the people that know me know I don't, but when I speak up, why are you so angry? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. when I say, girl, you better get it. Ooh, you, you're, you're a freak, you know, mm -hmm. like, and that's a, that's really tough. That's really difficult to do um, every day. Um, and one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about TikTok is because we spoke about this last week. I think kind of our little after talk. It's so easy to find all these different communities, right? There's representation mm -hmm. power in TikTok, which is why I really, really like it. Um, right, right. And it kind of represents intersections, right? There's... Um. I like planting I and I like way. cooking and I like, and I like black people and I like, uh, you know, fashion and I was like, yeah. all of these things are, and it's really mm -hmm. easy to kind of fit, feel seen wow. in that space. And so um, <clears throat> that's why I think it's important. That's why I, I was kind of drawn to that story. Um, but yeah, the ramifications and the manifestation of all of that is, you know, then black people fighting those things every day, even the, then the key thing is even whenever in that moment, they're not necessarily being put on me um, because I just, I have this thought that I have to fight it so hard because that's how people see me. Mm. And it's hard. It's a heavy, it's heavy, you know? Wow. Do you feel that way? Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. It's, you know, the way I carry myself, the way my hair looks, the way, like, I, I sit around those Zoom calls, you know, and I think about I'm, I'm the only one constantly representing all the time. Um, so, you know, I just think about things extra, extra, if that makes sense. Like, I'm already, I already recognize that like I'm being looked at, but then it just feels like there's an extra weight because of my intersections, right? Like, I don't know. So it, it's, at this point, I just do it. Like, I don't even think about it, but that doesn't make it okay. But I also recognize it in the moment too, like, especially when I'm around, like we were on our council of trustees call today. I'm like, I'm the only one here. Like, I don't know. It's, it's exhausting, but you just, we, I have no other choice. Um, right. So, but again, it doesn't make it okay. And, um, how, how do we continue to work to make sure that other folks don't have like the same experience as me? That's, I guess what I, I constantly am trying to work towards and trying to make sure that I'm not living up to those stereotypes at the same time, but I'm also trying to be myself genuinely, right. you know? Um, right. And it's, it's, it's difficult to navigate. It is. It is, I think, and that's like the really difficult part because it's like, I want to be myself. If I, mm -hmm. if I want to be like, ah, like I want to be ratchet, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if I want to like be soft or sensitive, I want to be soft or sensitive. You know what I mean? Right. If I am mad because, and justify, it doesn't matter why, but justifi justifiably so, then that needs to be respected, not just overlooked like, oh, well, you know, she black, she angry. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and I guess and that's why is. I always have such beef with Tyler Perry, which we've talked about before. Like, <laughs> we're always mad in, in these shows. And I'm just like, bro, you ain't helping us. And you always trying to be one. Like, you started out, like, you're here now because you were acting like a black, look, but we won't. You know. So, I just... As Mammy. <laughs> yeah. Preach. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I really enjoyed the piece. Even when she started breaking down, you know, uh, 
the other marginalized groups like and it made me think of when glee was on uh and artie was his name in the wheelchair Yo, mm. you weren't a gleer uh it was that was one of my favorite shows to watch um and you know and thinking back like i'm sure there were a lot of people who appreciated seeing someone who looked like them on the screen and i can't can't think of another show that had like Drake one of the main oh jesus i'm just saying that was like i that i think as a, as a you and he was black that, that was the only time I remember seeing a differently abled person as a consistent, about that. like sustained character. Okay. And that was you a character of color. So it's like, yes. bah, bah, that, bah. Make, that makes it interesting too. They were in Canada. <laughs> that was also a damn Canadian show. So. They were in Canada, boo. Always showing us up. <laughs> They've been through this. They're, they're past all of this. So I just... <laughs> so i and i it's funny organically it came up um this weekend with some buddies i and i think i've talked about it on here before i just i feel like i need more examples in my repertoire um but lisa and zach have i talked about this on saved by the bell oh (laughs) yeah because she couldn't (laughs) get the guy because of fucking mm-hmm. speech. <laughs> she was always with the nerd, yeah. And I couldn't articulate it why I have beef with it, but my cousin tweeted something and said something to the effect of like, they, it's always the black girl and a white guy, not a black guy with a white girl on the on the shows and I was like, hmm. Cause they don't want, and she's like basically saying, you don't want to touch the pure, the pure white girls. I was like, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Can you all think of some shows that? The Flash. Had the black, ooh, see, um, um, is that a movie? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Are you saying that has a black guy and a white girl? Yeah. Yes. Oh, Save, save the Last Dance. I thought so you that's, a movie. that's a movie. That's a movie. That's a movie. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. And he was dark you know skin too. Yeah. And it's that's kind of ironic because I feel like Get Out. Oh, Get Out. Yeah, that was a good one. Well, well that had to be, girl. <laughs> that had to be. That's true, but that had to be. That movie wouldn't have existed. Ooh, um, child. But I was going to say the ironic thing about that is that I don't think real life <laughs> depicts that. <laughs> I don't think that those are the real life statistics. <laughs> tell, yeah, tell, I think it was me, opposite. Talk more about that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just, in real life, it seems like Black men, especially famous paid Black men, um, even ones that are like, woke aware conscious are married or dating or engaged to um a white partner um i'm i'm thinking more heterosexual couples um even wanda sites you know i think her wife is white yeah um yes yes so it's just it's just interesting because i don't think real life it's just interesting that that is that is kind of a trend on media right but in real life, I, I mean, Jesse Williams, I mean, he, he, and I know, I know his, I think, I believe his mother's white. So I yes. can kind of understand the proximity, right? But sure. I mean, for you to be so down and, and so down. I don't, and I don't have a problem at all. My thought is in terms of diluting, dilution. Tell me um, more. Well, if you, if a black person mates with a black person, they're gonna have a black kid. You know what I mean? There's kind of that like, why don't you wanna procreate with? But at the same time, 
that's one of those things where it's like really, really difficult, um, like bias, like, is that just a preference or is that like rooted in like, in my opinion, rooted in self-hate and not understanding your history and, you know, mm. wanting to kind of escape that or trying to kind of be one of the good ones, if you will. I don't know. I don't know. There's, I have, there's so many things around and about that. Um, and we could go on and I could speculate all night, but um, my point in bringing that up is that I, I just find that interesting because it doesn't seem like real life. Right. Has, has the same kind of statistics. I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. I'd be, I wonder if um, stats on that kind of stuff exist. I don't know. What's your take, yeah. Jess? What do you think? <clears throat> um. <laughs> there was so much there. I don't even know what the original question was, but I I think that um, to Ari's point, I think there is, especially from my experience with white women dating, particularly black men, but men of color, mm -hmm. there is like, there's a fetish component, right? Like we know um, based on the media, as well as, you know, uh, psychological trends, there it is, there's a fetish there um, that exists. And so I do think for certain reasons, people, but that's the same reason why, why people partner for social capital because of class, because of religion, right? Like, uh, some people strategically partner. Um, but I also think if we look at the stats of our nation, right? Like it's, it, we're about to be my, well, not about, I mean, it's a long, long way in COVID years, but like by 2045, um, white will not be, you know, the racial majority. One sweet day. Yeah, right? And um, there is a, a substantial increase in the amount of biracial and multiracial children. And so I think that, um, I mean, there's a ton of stuff to unpack there. When, yeah. you originally, when you originally said, you know, some apparently woke men even do this, I was like, Oh, like, <laughs> is that, is that, um, exclusive, right? Like, so you can't be woke and have a partner from a different race, right? I like, feel like it makes it challenging. Right? I, I think there is a challenge there, right? And, so, and I mean, yeah. Could it be done now? Because I was just listening to Elian, uh, Elian, Ellen Pompeo, Pompeo, Meredith Gray. <laughs> she was on Jamel. She was on Jamel Hill's podcast, and she has a black husband. Yeah. But she is an ally. Like oh, she gets it. She has been too, like an outspoken. Yeah. Yeah. So, can it be done, Ari? I mean, so. And this is one of the. I'm just going to tell you about my experience because I really can't answer that for everybody, right? Sure. Um, my boyfriend's Puerto Rican, and so while he identifies as being under that black umbrella, he doesn't have the same experience as, say, my dad, mm -hmm. right? Or his family doesn't have the same experience as mine, you know? Mm -hmm. um, it, I, I believe it can be done, but there has to be some sort of understanding or some sort of basis like say like common foundation yeah um if you will that's a really tough that's a really tough it question is. right like that's just i i think so right i think so because i'm doing it mm -hmm, mm -hmm, if you mm -hmm. will yeah serena williams husband's white kamala harris's husband's white um you know, like, so there are some pretty powerful women advocating for black women's rights, right? And people of color's rights. So 
I, but I guess, I mean, I, I guess it's just an end I mean, it's so individualized, right? Like my, I think my fear is, is dilute, diluting the, like, you know what I mean? Um, overall, not having it as deep as, as tones, you know, or, um, mm -hmm. cause kind of seeing that filter out. Um, and I do think it's so important to be with who you love and you know who respects you and sees you and makes you feel whole yep but it's also important to understand why you're attracted if you're attracted to a certain type why i'll say mm. that i'll say that okay okay well maybe that needs to be a Maybe we need I need to. No. I need yeah, to be <laughs> What'd you say? I said that needs to be its own episode. It does. It does. My best friend, you know, there she's in an interracial uh relationship. My uh my little brother just got engaged this weekend, you know. Um so it's just it's a it's around me quite a bit. And um I I'm all about it all for it because I think one of the and one of the reasons for me is more people than have to get it right like those their reach then with that like that person coming into your family there's got to be I'm sure there's conversations right I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to you know hear hear some of the some of the things that get said but um you know, I think that's how more people understand this struggle, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and are more, and because if you hit them in the feels, they're more likely um, to get it. But, okay, we'll, we'll talk, we'll dive into that. Yeah, we might have to come back to that one, but you gotta, I gotta write notes, prepare, look up to the girl. Come on now, that was a I got on my statistics. <laughs> So sorry. That was that's a that's a heavy topic. We just ooh, you know, sorry. I come ready. I and it's nine eighteen. <laughs> okay, let's talk. Sorry, um, let's talk about this real quick. I thought it was interesting about um, how we broke the records for Black Panther. Mm -hmm. You know, um, because of that, whatever, whatever. While minorities account for more than half of frequent U.S. moviegoers, <laughs> not me, <laughs> minority representation in films has dipped since 2013. There is a long pre-existing myth that inclusivity in Hollywood and the media will diminish box office sales or ratings. However, the rise of popular streaming services like Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu, the giants, right? are recognizing the demographics of audiences they can reach by incorporating diverse casts and creators. Huh. With more content creators behind the scenes working in the entertainment and media industries, accurate representation will increase and reflect society. And that's where she went into the stats about mm -hmm. Titanic. And I think about how, you know, Shonda Rhimes, she put us, I put on for my like she she, really, she put on for everybody. Yeah. Mindy Kaling, they gave an opportunity to Mindy to on Hulu, and she's created like four or five shows. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know who is Key and who is Peel. I should know, but you know, Key, one but Key is the taller, thinner one. Taller guy. He's yeah. got a show on Netflix. Yeah, Peel's yep. been making movies like a crazy. And Peel's, Peel's making movies. Get out. Yeah. So like scary black people movies where the black person doesn't always die. Representation. Wow. Representation. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. so I guess my question to you all is like why has it taken them this long to get it? I mean, I think we're still getting it, right? I think there's kind of this new wave and this new age of people coming in and um, requiring power and um, using it to tell our stories that, you know, because they've never been told, um, which is another form of representation, giving, giving minority voices um, that, that stage, that 
that platform to tell these stories um, because that's a form of, of representation, our stories, right? Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, I, yeah, I, I kind of just think it's partially generational. You know, okay. we've been talking about this for a while. I don't think this is anything new to scholars, to the Black community, to people that know and understand these subjects. Um, <clears throat> I mean, like I said, I, I did this like my first year in undergrad talking about, you know, media representation of Black women. Um, mm -hmm. So I think we're starting to get the chances. I think we're starting to get some of those opportunities to tell these stories. And people are seeing that just like anything else that Black people do, white people want to buy it. They like it. They want to know more about it. They want to, you know, discover it, study it. <laughs> run tests on it whatever because um, it's cool <laughs> yeah you know yeah um it was like our uh, brother and sister talk on friday okay yeah okay see um but i was particularly happy that she brought up netflix because that was one of the first things i thought about um, whenever you made your assignment dr just about kind of doing your inventory your media yeah. inventory I was thinking, well, I watch a ton of Netflix. If we had done this five years ago and Netflix wasn't as big as it is and, you know, we didn't have it or wow. it wasn't the streaming service that it is, I wouldn't be, like, they have done a really great job at creating a platform for minority artists. And I'm not yeah. just talking about Black people or Black women, right? They've done Black men. They've done Black people. They've done Black women. They've done Latina women. They've done mm -hmm. Asian women, you know, they, I mean, um, several intersections and I really, uh, Jane the Virgin, um, yeah. right, yeah, is it yeah, Gina yeah. Rodriguez? Yeah, she's yeah. funny. Um, Orange is the New Black was one of, oh, I think, one of the things that I was like, wow, this is a really diverse cast. Like, this is really yes. cool. That was, I think, one of the first things on Netflix that I was like, okay, you know. In every um, which way, too. Right. Right. When there was so age, class, all of it. Um, so and I Gen do appreciate boss too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I really think that Netflix um, is understanding the role that it has and really taking it seriously. And um, I really appreciate that. Um, Netflix even has a, a branded like black on Netflix Twitter, yeah. which I follow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's great. So it's their it's their account. It'll let you know. I think you share stuff related to it. You like, you know, yeah. what, what's new and black how, on Netflix. Moesha, I'm yeah. freaking yeah. out. Oh, I'm watching it now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so they do. They share like they own that. You know, that is that is yes. a, a choice that they are making, and and so not performative. That, yeah, exactly. And so I think that that's a really great example of how you know, a company might make statements or whatever, but then they, they prioritize and Netflix has its own, it's not like they're just choosing what to buy syndication rights for, right? Like they are funding projects. They have original features that they are right. yeah. asking creatives, you know, in front of and behind the, the camera that are, yeah, 13. that are, that are underrepresented. And so I think that's huge. Um, but to yeah. answer your question as to like, why now E? I have like the pissy answer and like the the like happy answer. So I feel like I want them both. <laughs> I want the pissy one. <laughs> so if we're thinking, we'll start with the pissy one. Um, so if if we're thinking about the way in which our society is getting more and more global, and our demographics within America are changing, and you know, cultural competency, diverse communication skills, um, you know, multilingual, trilingual, right? These are all skill sets that are becoming like non-negotiable 21st, 22nd century, you know, skill sets that employers want. And so folks are now seeking out ways to gain knowledge and access, right? So I think for some people that don't have that don't regularly interact with individuals outside of their culture, right? Um, consuming media from others um, is one way to get that knowledge, right? 
Um, and then I also think that there is financial gain to be had from companies um, jumping on the bandwagon, right? Especially now with like this social movement. Um, and so I think that like, <laughs> while I would love to say it's a bunch of people that like really understand it now and we're valuing and acknowledging and celebrating, like, I don't think it's all altruistic, right? I think that this is, again, capitalism at its finest and people are trying to, you know, keep their fan bases and they know that like the population is diverse and folks, you know, folks are choosing now to where they spend their money. And yeah. so there are real repercussions for not responding to cultural outcries. Um, so there's that. But then on the other hand, I do think that we have some folks in the upper echelons examining their privilege. And it might be performative, but you've got folks like Ellen Pompeo, Scarlett, right? Scarlett Johansson that are talking about like, one, they're exposing wage gaps, right? Be they by gender yeah. or, you know, race um, and ethnicity. And so they're exposing people, right? So there's allyship that's pressuring at that top level in ways that general consumers can't. So right. I think that's the good news, right? Like we do have some folks that are genuinely and authentically forging diverse relationships and really advocating based on their skill set and their accessibility, right? So there mm -hmm. are mm -hmm. stars that are like, I mean, you have like Gabrielle Union, right? People that are quitting or canceling contracts because they're like, no, like I will not work in an organization or a culture that is not, you know, ethical yeah. or racially just. And so I think that that is a component too. Um, but if we ignored the fact that like there's money to be had, as Ari said, um, in black culture, then we would be, we would be grossly, you know, <laughs> over. That was going to be my what? next question. <laughs> that was going to be my next question. If, well, may, I'm sure, have there been a, any other movies before Black Panther that kind of could have set a precedence that, like, if you make movies with us in it, we're going to support that shit. Like, if you... So are they so steeped in their racism that they couldn't even see that? Is that, is that a, does that question make sense? I think so, to a certain degree. Yeah, I mean, um, realistically, I don't know if there was. Well, a um, like Straight Outta Compton was like the most successful biopic yeah. opening weekend. Um, I mean, we always, we show up for us. We show up. Yeah. You no, know, in movies and entertainment and stuff <clears throat> like that. Um, I, I. That it could have been in other sectors. Like, I feel like my family didn't start watching tennis till Serena and Venus came on the scene. It was like, wait, hold up. <laughs> like, <laughs> Tiger Woods and golf. Like, yeah. whoa. I, I still don't know a lick of it, but I watched him. Right, right. So wouldn't people put the put two and two together, or were we not not all in those spaces at the same time? I think that the power level, right? Mm -hmm. So even if we're on screen, like okay, so they say in the '90s, '90s sitcoms, Moesha, Smart Guy, Sister mm -hmm. Sister, like although that was like um, Jamie Foxx, you know, um, um, oh, um, Steve yeah. Harvey, like they had. Wayne's Brothers, there was like this surge of like, like funny, yeah. like black sitcoms, you know? Um, yeah. And it was great, right? Because we were on TV, we were, we were having things that kind of we related to and we were seen. However, the people funding them, the people directing them, the people um, that ultimately finalized how the story was told were not voices of color. Um, wow. <clears throat> so I think it's really like having the power like directing producing right yeah. actually saying we what, do it all. what the story is and not just telling the story you know what i mean yeah. like telling the experience Ooh. along with it yes. um that's why ava duvernay am i saying uh, yeah ava du 
that you know that's why she's so important that's why i love netflix for supporting yeah. her when they yeah. see us 13th you know um yeah. um i'm trying to oh we just talked we Wasn't just talked she, about um didn't she direct a wrinkle in time too she did mm -hmm. yeah yep yeah yep. she amazing. did a great job uh with representation in that too it's that cast was i don't packed people didn't like the movie i loved it i thought oprah was a beast as usual yeah. but if you were listening it was about the story and the and the point that was driven home and the imagery was just phenomenal yeah, yeah. right yeah, people people didn't like it though right and i, I think it. to be honest with you i didn't see it um it was a little it, i think we watched like the first 10 minutes and i was like we'll watch it later you know <laughs> And we just never got back to it. We're gonna watch it. We're gonna watch it. It's on. Um, it's on Disney Plus. If you're interested. Oh, okay. No, I am because I. Oh, speaking of representation in Disney Plus and Beyonce, I love you. My God, I love you. Okay. But oh, maybe we should we'll talk, talk about, about that. that. That would be a good transition. Do you have a uh, uh, Disney Plus? Just no. Does everybody have? You can totally to log in. This was the first time I seriously thought about getting it. Though, you I can totally it. log in. Yeah. You know what? I yeah, no, no, no. I'll give you my stuff. I want you to log in because I actually read an article about glorifying colonized Africa. Mm, ah. It's actually really yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually really good. So we should watch it and talk about that. I'm here like, for it. Uh, yeah, like th that was that was really. We're good. true educators. We're gonna read and talk about things for the rest. <laughs> of, like, which I think is cool. That's a different spin on what uh, other from what other people are doing. I, I think at least and I don't know to, tie in, to tie in the Black Panther element with representation from tonight's discussion um, this is where I think that African American experience comes into play mm -hmm. you know what I mean and really differenti differentiates things um, yeah. because there are times when I find myself like well this is what was represented to me this is what I grew up seeing this is what I've grown accustomed to knowing. And I, I know we can unlearn things and relearn and, and all of those things, but. Sure. Like standards of beauty is really hard, is really difficult, right? Because I know in my head what I think is pretty. I know in my head what I think is beautiful, you know? That sometimes falls in line with most times falls in line with European standards of beauty because that's what I grew up with. Right. Right. But I still appreciate, um, I guess, the styles and and the way the culture is seeing it, or or at least what I've seen of it in Africa. So it's it's really it just this is where cool. the, it's like one of those unsettled. Yeah, it's yeah, it's unsettling almost. Yes. Right, because yeah. you're like you you feel like you're in two places, and that's why I love we put, we talked about this before, but that's why I love Killmonger, because I feel how you know how he uh, how he can feel that anger, how it can manifest. Yeah, yeah, super dope. Yeah, but but yeah, so um, but I'll watch Wrinkle in Time, and all that to say, yeah, these people need platforms. These people need platforms to represent for us. These people need rap, um, platforms to tell their stories and experiences um and help other people hear theirs so that we can change yeah, yeah yeah that's what art is for yes yes i mean it's like what you said i'm so sorry i was just gonna say it's like um one the first weeks i think dr jesse said how would you like to have your education from the same professor like your entire education from the same professor mm -hmm. and that really resonated because it's like yeah why would i want to hear like <laughs> oh god like ah you know <laughs> blow my brains out please that's awful that's a terrible idea and it's like well we do that in other things and we it's like why that's yeah. all i'm sorry <laughs> didn't mean to cut you off i'm sorry no 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 <laughs> art is so important like what did we all run to when we got on lockdown? Art in its many different forms, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's so important to see faces that look like yours in these spaces and that we're telling the stories, like we meaning 
black people. Like, I'm so glad Mindy's in charge of telling her story, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You know what else I appreciated as far as representation, too? Even though I'm sure this is not completely accurate, but it was the first movie that I'd ever seen. Um, Crazy Rich Asians with, like, the cast oh, yeah. of all yeah. Asians. And, yeah. like, and I I really enjoyed it because it was a good movie. The storyline was awesome. Like, it was just, and it was funny. Like, um, yeah. it was just a good movie. But on top it of that, it, it gave me kind of, not that we should get all of our experiences that I sure. From the media, but it gave me a, a a taste and inkling and understanding of some of that culture, you know. Absolutely. It makes me want to understand and learn more about it. Right. Right. You know, from a personal experience. Um, I was trying to think of like other minority films that I've watched. Well, you like, know, one that doesn't get enough credit, like Slumdog Millionaire. That. Yes. Nod, right and there was a moment there for a lot of folks that I think you know because then music videos started to have that sort of Bollywood theme and everything and folks wow. it was it was new and interesting you know and I think it does cause people to begin to explore you know and research and you know of course we would prefer folks get their knowledge and experience from like real life interactions but the reality <laughs> is for some folks that's not accessible right so at least there are these things that like <laughs> lets them know that other ways of living being doing exist right so even if it is are just, not wrong no right 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 that's another thing like let me be me let me be like ah, get it girl like, ah, <laughs> like that's not professional this. i mean like you know if I did that on a call, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about code switching um, this weekend too. And I'm like, I don't know. Someone would have to tell, like, I can be like, well, it is a pleasure. Oh, what? Oh. And that's genuinely me. But like, at the same time, they're like, ah, 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 ah. Like, right, like, but and I feel like that yes that it but it's is it always a bad thing? Is it a skill to? But, That's a whole nother episode. <laughs> I think that is a whole nother episode. Oh sure. man, that might that might have to be our next one. I'm, I'm here it. for it. I'm I told you that. I told you folks. I go to work every day yeah. with all white people. So I yeah. I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I want, want to, I want to give a shout out because I grew up on it and it's been a brandy weekend. Moesha, I cannot tell you how hype I was when I saw Moesha on, and it was the the big band. I was like, wait, what? I almost cried, legit. Um, and then uh, she dropped her new album, which was, I, I'm sure was eons ago, but I, I just was aware this weekend, been playing it ever since. Lastly, Cinderella. With Roger and oh, Hammerstein. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and did they I'm add it to Disney Plus? Oh no. Did they add it? Oh, because wasn't that the complaint everything. that they were like, because she was like, why isn't my Cinderella on? Yes. Um, Disney Plus. Yeah. Correct. I hope they fix that because I will watch it over and over. I broke the tape. I watched it so much, <laughs> but I'm sure. And that but was I'm, a hella diverse cast. Yeah. Thinking hella back, diverse. like that was like. With I a was black like, how did the queen have an Asian boy? What? He but they was all up in that too. Yeah, he was fine. fine. I was trying to, I was like, I could be my, you can be in my own little corner. <laughs> <laughs> you be Roger, I'll be Hammerstein. Like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> they were oh such a gorgeous little couple, but yeah, that yeah. was. And that was what? That was late 90s? I think 99, 98, 99, yeah. yeah. I played that movie over and over again. Um, and you would have thought that I'd be interested in, in actually like going back and reading the stats on that. Like how did they actually do with that film? Yeah. Because for, um, sure. for me, I was like, wow, a black princess. That was technically my first, right. I guess. Yeah, right. I think about right. it and I'm processing it out loud. I'm like, wait a minute. 
I, who, I, we got to look up, yeah, the stats and see who directed that. I believe Whoopi may have helped direct that. I, I think she you're She was right. the queen, right? I think Whoopi helped direct that, which goes to our and example. She and she sang her of ass off in that Solidifies too. our point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, good times. I hope they do put that on Disney+. Plus. But yeah, we have a couple of, of, of upcoming topics. So the Black is King thing with that article about Africa and yeah. um, code switching. So we got to go code dating. <laughs> Woo, we have all of them. I didn't I'm down. Go there. Uh, <laughs> uh, code switching. I'm here for that first. Yeah. And then maybe we work. I can get maybe I can try and get some people on to talk about interracial dating. Yeah. Because <laughs> then I might know more of my life by then. We will have we can go at eight o'clock instead of uh eight thirty, switch back. We yeah. should be able to next week, but I gotta last time I didn't know, so I don't wanna say anything. Although I think eight thirty's been working for people. Yeah. So Yeah. Sweet. Feel good. Feel good. Well this was fun. This was good. You guys representation matters maybe <laughs> you know and we're finally just and then we're finally getting seats at the table you know shonda shonda rhimes is even a heavy part of netflix as well you mm -hmm. know yeah. give us give us the opportunity we're here man like we're here spike lee they've supported spike lee netflix has you know, who, know. Who's, who lives out there too i don't have amazon so i can't really speak to that but it's just like man, we deserve to be in these spaces and it just takes so long for us to get there. And I'm like, why? And again, why can't people see this? Like, hence my status today. Like, you don't get to pick and choose who you support. Like, you got to support everybody out here, man. See? Yes. Right. Everybody. That's right, <laughs> Salem. <laughs> All right, ladies. Uh, I'll catch you on the... Uh, FaceTime after. All right. All right, homies. Good night. All right, awesome. chat, as always. Peace. We'll